This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with fingers crossed everybody knows the war is over everybody knows the good guys lost everybody knows the fight was fixed the poor stay poor the rich get rich that's how it goes everybody From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. All right, uh, before we begin the program, a a public service announcement. This is important. Get your pen and paper handy. Of course, this program coming from the great city of Toronto. Toronto Hydro, apparently, is warning customers of a rotating winter power blackout expected to occur on the following dates. Dan, are you taking this down? Tuesday, November the 3rd. Saturday, November the 7th. Tuesday, November the 10th. Saturday, November the 14th. Saturday, November 21. Monday, November 23rd. Monday, November 30th. Again, Hydro warning customers of a rotating winter power blackout expected to occur on those dates. The province, and this is a province-wide alert, and the lack of power seems to consistently occur just after 7 p.m. on Saturday or 7.30 p.m. weekdays. And it is attributed to the excessive power required to run the gold judge light behind the Toronto Maple Leafs net. So there you go. A little humor, a little, uh, to begin the uh, the program. Sherry Edwards will join us in the second half of the program. She is a pioneer and a, a leader in a field of bioacoustic sound therapy and vocal profiling, healing with sound. But also, she has a, a developed a software program that is able to detect certain codes in your voice. So when you call in after midnight and speak with Sherry Edwards, she'll actually run your voice print through her her software 
and will be able to tell you a great deal not only about your personality, but also about your health. I've had Sherry on my program several times in the past, and I've never, uh, uh, she's never failed to amaze me, or the, or the program, the computer program. It's, it's bioacoustic sound therapy. She can tell you what health problems you may have and also personality traits based on your voice print. So get ready for Sherry Edwards coming up after uh, midnight. They call it Holy Grail Math. Now, my first guest is another dear friend of the program. He's been with uh, me on this uh, broadcast in various incarnations uh, probably for five or six years now. He's a, a political scientist by training. He specializes in the philosophy of law and constitutional theory. He actually served as a fighter pilot for the U.S. Marine Corps during the Vietnam era. And during the 80s, he served as the chairman of the Conservative National Committee in Washington, D.C. These days, he's publishing a very important newsletter. It's a weekly news analysis service that's dedicated to providing an understanding of the hidden agendas behind the actions of world leaders and, and other powerful individuals who influence government from behind the scenes. And that's what we're going to talk about for the next hour with Joel Skousen. Joel, welcome to The Conspiracy Show on AM740. How are you, my friend? I'm just fine, Richard. It's good to be with you after a, a slight hiatus. Yes. Where were we before we we were so rudely interrupted? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll we'll tell uh, people how they can sign up for the um, for the weekly or for rather for the World Affairs Brief. And well, uh, World, World Affairs Brief is showcased on my website, uh, worldaffairsbrief.com. Uh, it's written as one word: World Affairs brief.com and uh, you can find it easily on the internet just by searching for that if you can't remember how to spell it but uh, uh, there's a subscribe button right on it I give a summary of the current issue on the front page of the website and uh, plus there's lots of free information uh, my research staff posts all of the best of the top conventional news stories every day on the website so that it saves you have to search through. You know, we pre-filter for uh, a lot of disinformation to make sure that you get the best of the conventional. Of course, every Friday I do my own analysis of these stories to put in what the news media leaves out, which is how they manipulate the news. Uh, well, people can actually order a, uh, or get a free sample issue from me if they want to see what it's like to read the entire brief by emailing me at editor at worldaffairsbrief.com. Joel, where do you get your, your intelligence uh, from? I don't mean your, your personal intelligence. Obviously, you're a very erudite individual, but I mean intelligence gathering information. Where, 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 what are your sources? Well, most of my sources are open uh, source uh, things. I don't actually accept people who call me and claim to have insider access or that they're working for the government. Everyone's phones are tapped. There's no leaks. They get out of government that are uh, maybe once or twice accidental, but after that they can catch you. There's no such thing as somebody on our side in government uh, leaking on a permanent basis to someone like me without getting caught, unless they're giving disinformation. Those are the ones that are permitted. So everything you read in the Washington Post or the New York Times, it's a leak out of government is a permitted leak. 
So I don't allow those kind of sources because normally there's entrapment involved. Sometimes I've had people claim, well, I've got this secret document I want to deliver to you. Tell me where I can meet you. And, of course, if I accept something that's a secret document without the proper clearance, I can be arrested right on the spot. So it can be a setup. So here's what I do, Richard. I I use mostly open source um, information. Um, and you might say, well, gee, why can't everyone read that? Well, most of the stuff doesn't get very far before it's squashed. And many times you have to read in foreign language services outside the United States. For example, Reuters International has a lot more information about Russia and China that's negative than Reuters in the United States. There's a built-in filter on the border of our country and these international filter-out stories that our powers that be don't want into this country. Um, you know, uh, case in point was the dramatic statement by... Um, uh, General Jim Jones, the National Security Advisor at the Munich Security Conference this past February, where he made the, uh, the actual conspiracy proof statement. He says, you know, I take my daily marching orders at the National Security Council from Henry Kissinger, filtered down through Brent Scowcroft and Sandy Berger, who's here with us tonight. Now, those people have no legitimate uh, authority to even call up anyone in government and direct them, let alone take their daily marching orders from these people. But it's a proof that there's a shadow government. Yeah, it's now just the same old crowd that, that, that doesn't matter who's in the, in the White House. It's just the same people behind the scenes. That's right. So, you know, because I have been in government, because I have, uh, uh, you know, been in a conservative national committee where I developed a lot of sources overseas and otherwise, um, you know, I do get a little bit of insider information, but not very much that I trust. Most of what I do is analysis because I know what I can tell after my years of years when they're lying to us. I know where to find out. I know what really works, so I know how to spot a lie. Well, Joel, that was my, that's my next question, and let me remind listeners, Joel Skousen is uh, the editor or publisher of World Affairs Brief here on The Conspiracy Show, and that is how, uh, how you are able to separate the wheat from the chaff, and and, and uh, decide when information is coming your way. This is a challenge for, for, for all truth seekers, and that is how to identify misinformation and disinformation from the truth. Exactly. Now, let me t- give you a few examples. Uh, you know, last June or so, the story surfaced on the Internet, uh, and there was a video on YouTube with a person claiming to be a conservative, and he says, I have a good Christian friend of mine. I can vouch for him because he's a Christian. He's a police officer, and he was at a county office, and he was sitting there filling out some paperwork, and he heard next door a conversation going on about them shutting down the banking system in August, that it was going to be a nationwide shutdown of the banking system. And after he finished filling, he walked past the door, and he noticed two men in FEMA jackets briefing the county officials about the shutdown of the banking system. And, of course, this circulated all over the Internet, and, all, and, and everyone was saying, wow, this has got to be true. Here's a Christian policeman blowing a whistle on man in FEMA jackets, you know, telling this. Well, you know, this might be something you could believe if you're just an ordinary citizen. But if you think about it for a moment in the first place, uh, there's no way that FEMA would be sending people in FEMA jackets in open, with an open door, talking to county officials, in every county in the nation, that's thousands of counties, and expecting this not to leak out. 
I mean, could you imagine? The county people would just say, oh, okay, they're going to do that, but I'm not going to run down to the bank and pull my money out beforehand, and I'm not going to tell my friend to go pull it. I mean, it just, it's absolutely bogus. You just have to think about it and realize this was disinformation. And they're doing this often in order to get conspiracy theory discredited on the Internet. And sure enough, it didn't happen in August. They said it was going to be postponed in September. It didn't happen in September. You probably heard the rumors. Yes. Uh, but in any case, these are an example of things that are bogus. One of the best techniques, though, that they use, which is just diabolical, is they take something that's absolutely true, and then they falsify a press release. They falsify a story with the AP, for example. I mean, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, in When George Bush was running for president, uh, the story leaked out, which was true, that he'd gone AWOL when he was part of the National Guard, that he wasn't showing up for uh, uh, for drills and was still getting paid, and that his commanding officer, because of pressure from Washington, had falsified uh, his papers so that he showed that he wasn't AWOL. Big story. Would have obviously you know, got him thrown out as, as a presidential candidate for the Republicans especially. And so how did they defuse this? What they did is they came out with a, uh, a letter from that commanding officer stating that he acknowledged that he had had pressure and that he had uh, covered for Lieutenant Bush, that he had been AWOL. And it ended up being a forgery written by his executive officer. Now, let's go through this. Here's what happened. It was actually true. And so they'd make a forged letter. In effect, it was forged by the executive. He admitted it later that he forged it. He's a big player. In the name of the commanding officer. And so when it comes out of forgery, they say, well, obviously, if it's a forgery, it must not be true. You throw the baby out with the bathwater, and Dan Rather basically loses his job over being right, essentially. But, uh, yeah, he got tripped up. Listen, Joel, stay with us. Back with more of the uh, publisher of World Affairs Brief and your calls here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Coming up in the next hour, Sherry Edwards, a leader and pioneer in the field of bioacoustics, human bioacoustics and, and sound healing. Right now, Joel Skousen is with us, editor of World Affairs Brief, again, a weekly news analysis service dedicated to providing an understanding of the hidden agendas behind the actions of world leaders and powerful individuals who influence government from behind the scenes. And, and Joel, we were talking about uh, disinformation, misinformation, and another perfect example is something that you do address in uh, the, the latest edition of World Affairs Brief, and uh, that has to do with the, uh, again, the Barack Obama birth certificate story that will not go away. And there have been, in fact, I got caught up in this. I did, I, I did um, uh, on my website, richardserrett.com, I had the, um, the, uh, the African uh, newspaper uh, out of Nairobi, uh, which supposedly, back in 2004, uh, splashed a headline saying that... Uh, a uh, Kenyan-born uh, Barack Obama to run for Senate, and uh, you've since, of course, have discovered that that uh, that that's a false uh, news report. But that doesn't detract from the evidence that, in fact, he was born in, in uh, uh, outside the United States. 
That's precisely true. There was a falsified um, AP story as well uh, several months ago that his, uh, uh, he had got a foreign scholarship to uh, the first university he attended because he was uh, you know, an Indonesian citizen. And uh, it was absolutely true. But the AP story was falsified, and therefore they threw out the baby with the bathwater. And it's a marvelous technique. They continue to have success with it. And uh, you have to be very careful to watch what... Um, you know, comes up on the Internet. Well, let me just uh, hang with that story for a moment. Uh, if there are all these false stories that are being published uh, on online that uh, uh, ostensibly, uh, you know, demonstrate that Barack Obama is, uh, is in fact, uh, not eligible to be president because he's not a natural-born U.S. citizen, but these are all false stories, does that mean then that the they've been... Uh, that uh, they have been generated by, uh, uh, I don't know, people behind Barack Obama, whether it's David Axelrod or or what have you, to protect, uh, you know, the, Barack Obama from you know the scandal, or or is this just uh, are these just people that are um, uh, I don't know somewhat misinformed that are that are shooting from the hip? Where are these stories coming from? All right, these are too sophisticated, first of all, to be from anyone but professionals. Um, in the second place, uh, you have to know where the truth lies in order to publish these. It couldn't have been from someone who's trying to prove that Obama isn't uh, a legitimate president, because they would know that this is something that would have to pass muster. I mean, if their objective was to get him out of office, which is totally appropriate because he's not eligible to be, then you would have to prove it in court. And so nobody who's legitimate would push something like this on the Internet knowing that it was going to end up being embarrassing his own attempts to have the truth come forth. So this has to be from an agent provocateur. I think it comes from uh, people within the, uh, the administration. I mean, look, they have had to suborn people in Hawaii in the state offices. They've had to put pressure on the Kenyan government to actually take down monuments that they were going to build to his birthplace. They've had to make total denial. Even when the ambassador to Kenya came on a radio station, and I have the quote, and I think we've talked about it on a previous show, yes. and he admitted that uh, he was born there. The ambassador from Kenya to the United States, and then he had to retract because he was put under pressure. I mean, these people are running a multi-million dollar scam uh, that they had to have known about when they uh, made their deal with Barack Obama to get him to change from a Marxist to a globalist, and they promised to make him wealthy. They promised that we would have the power to make sure that we got around your lack of citizenship. I mean, believe me, this is real proof of conspiracy when you can see that they are so powerful that they can actually erase all of the college records from every college, every single trace of this point, including... Uh, you know, running around the, the world on a, on a foreign passport and erase all vestiges of that so that it doesn't show up in the public search. Joel Skousen, uh, publisher of World Affairs Brief, the website worldaffairsbrief.com, and you can subscribe to this uh, uh, very important, substantial uh, newsletter, a weekly news analysis service. If you're interested in this kind of behind-the-scenes information, I really urge you to... Uh, to log on and subscribe. Uh, sticking with uh, Obama, uh, or an offshoot, really, and that has to do with the other big story, and that is, of course, the uh, the so-called swine flu emergency. And, and now we're starting to hear, uh, you know, reports of uh, of uh, uh, young people uh, dying. We had a, 
uh, a tragic uh, death up here in uh, Toronto earlier this month uh, where a um, a young man, uh, 13 years old, uh, died. We're told it was from swine flu. And we have these incredibly long, ridiculously long lineups at uh, various uh, uh, centers where people are being encouraged to go to get their their shot. But now we're hearing, not only from World Affairs Brief, but as you point out, a, an investigative report from CBS, that the, the swine flu cases have actually been uh, I- embellished, uh, that, that uh, the, the number of deaths and illnesses due to swine flu are nowhere near a pandemic level. level. In fact, they're not even as high as the normal seasonal flu death rates. Yeah, absolutely true, Richard. I mean, this is, uh, if we're talking about conspiracy theory, this is a massive conspiracy to tell the American people that you virtually, I mean, worldwide, you have an epidemic when you have, uh, even by their numbers, not more than 5,000 died. And, uh, you know, we have more in the United States die of regular flu and pneumonia, uh, upwards of $30,000 or 30,000 people per year. I mean, this doesn't even come close to an epidemic. But even that, we find that their numbers are fudging because the CDC has told all of the uh, state and local health officials to stop testing for swine flu. In other words, you're to label it swine flu if you show any flu symptoms at all. But in fact, when uh, when the CBS News, who published this report just recently, went back uh, and to the states because the CDC wouldn't give them the information, they were forced to go to the states, and uh, they found a totally different story. Uh, they found out, uh, let me see if I've got the numbers uh, right here. Um, yes, there they are. One to two percent of actual tests at all 48, uh, 50 states was one to two percent swine flu, five to ten percent regular flu, and 85 to 90 percent cold upper respiratory symptoms, but not the flu. I mean, this is just incredible. They're counting most of this stuff as flu when, in fact, it's not the flu, according to actual tests. Well, uh, I, I believe this to be uh, 100% uh, true, Joel, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I've talked to some people, heard from other people, that have uh, been told by their physician that they had, in fact, swine flu. So I asked them, well... Did they give you a swab, you know, inside your mouth, and did they test, send that away? No, they're not swabbing. They're just making a, 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 a diagnosis based on, on what? A no, a nothing, really. Uh, anecdotal or, or uh, you know, simple observation. That's not the scientific method. They are not swabbing people, and they are diagnosing them as having the swine flu. And that's going that's on right. up here. I've, I've had lots of other evidence um as I published this, uh, people working in hospitals saying, and we just don't have anything here. Some people do have the swine flu. You know, and let's talk a little bit about the deaths here. I'm, most of the people that have died of swine flu have other immune or other problems, uh, you know, that have accompanied the flu that made them vulnerable to this. Uh, normal people with normal immune systems always get over this. This is not deadly. This has nausea, fever, and headache, and it goes away after a week and, and, and uh, two weeks at the most. People who die that they're now saying we're perfectly healthy, they really don't know that because, you see, 
if this person has been on a regime of taking immunizations for several years, especially since the baby, their immune system is compromised. And when an immune system is compromised, it can be, uh, you know, the, the flu can have adverse effects that would not uh, happen to a normal person. So uh, there's just no way to explain that, that almost all healthy people get over this swine flu and a very small percentage don't. And to say that they're perfectly healthy, I'm just not buying it. All right. Joel stays with us. We'll open up the phone lines as well. Questions and comments for the editor of World Affairs Brief. It can be on just about anything, uh, political intrigue, political subterfuge. We've touched on uh, the swine flu and, of course, the ongoing uh, saga of Barack Obama's birthplace. Uh, But many other issues to discuss. And I hope you'll stay with us here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Is it safe? I don't know what you mean. I can't tell you if something is safe or not. Unless I know specifically what you're talking about. Is it safe? Tell me what it refers to. Is it safe? Yes, it's safe. It's very safe. So safe you wouldn't believe it. Is it safe? No, it's not safe. It's very dangerous. Be careful. The truth will set you free, but first, it'll really tick you off. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Lawrence Olivier and uh, Dustin Hoffman in a uh, one of the most tension-filled scenes, I think, in cinematic history from The Marathon Man. And if you've seen that movie, uh, you probably... Uh, recoiled in horror, uh, you know, thinking or contemplating about your next visit to the dentist. <laughs> Lawrence Olivier, of course, playing a sort of a Mengele-type uh, Nazi who uh, came out of hiding to uh, to look for his diamonds in New York City. And uh, Dustin Hoffman, of course, got caught up in that whole uh, thing because his brother, uh, who I believe was played by Roy Scheider, was sort of in the intelligence game. Anyway, it's just um, go out and rent the Marathon Man is what I'm saying. Uh, Joel Skousen's World Affairs Brief is also filled with uh, tension and intrigue. And uh, again, we urge you to uh, to log on to worldaffairsbrief.com and subscribe if you really want the behind-the-scenes uh, information on what's going on on this planet backstage in the global theater Let's uh, pick it up here in Toronto and welcome Albert to The Conspiracy Show. Hello, Albert. Yeah, hi. I wanted to ask Joel, uh, what is the Illuminati afraid of? When it makes it into the paper, then what? It is already exposed on the Internet that there is a shadow government and the public doesn't do anything. Uh, it's also it's good to have you back, Richard. Thank you very That's much, Albert. Now, let me just make sure we understand your question. You're asking, okay. what is the Illuminati? What is the Illuminati afraid of? I'm sorry. Like, when it does make it into the newspaper, the public doesn't operate as a cohesive unit. They're, like, not above a grade six level. Like, uh, just, uh, they're, you know, dividing conquerors. Like, uh, you can't, uh, David Icke calls them, and Alex Jones calls them sheeple. 
I, I understand. Okay, I understand. So, Joel, did you get that? So, he, he, by the Illuminati, sorry. Yeah. So, the, in in other words, it, it's it's almost as if they can operate with uh, total impunity, even if their their deeds are being uh, uh, leaked or published. Nobody believes the the big lie anyway. So, uh, what do they have to be afraid of? Well, they are afraid of exposure. Uh, they don't have absolute control. They have what I call effective control. That is that there are thousands of people in government that know that there's a control system. Almost, uh, you know, probably 80% of Congress, maybe as high as 90%, um, is somewhat controlled by either their background, they made mistakes, the powers that be have uh, video or audio tapes, uh, you know, taping them in compromising situations. Um, but in fact, um, they are afraid of exposure, and that's why, for example, they have gone to such great extent to make sure that this audit of the Fed doesn't occur. Ron Paul just announced yesterday that in committee they gutted his own bill. They took out all of the enforcement provisions that uh, would, allow, would force the Fed to reveal who they're dealing with and how much money that they're giving to other insider bankers and things. Um, but the one point that I want to mention that uh, I guess it was Albert who, who called who s- said, uh, why is it that people don't get upset when these things do make it to the press, when the Illuminati does get exposed, when the Bilderberger meeting is talked about, or when this James Jones quote actually did come out, at least in Europe, and it made it through to a couple of publications, including mine here in the United States, and there's a big ho-hum. I'll tell you why. It's because... Even the mainstream media knows that they could actually say it almost on the front page, mostly in the back pages. But unless they make a drumbeat of it, unless they make it an issue where they appear to be upset, and they say everybody else is upset, the American people won't get upset. And that's the absolute truth of what they now know. There just isn't enough internal morality among uh, any more than about 2% of Americans uh, so Americans w- can be, uh, ba- you know, put on a bandwagon and driven into a war in Afghanistan when you pull off a 9/11 attack. But uh, if the media isn't going to make an issue of it, the people generally won't get upset either. Yeah, another perfect example. Uh, thank you for the call, Albert. Another perfect example, uh, Joel, is when uh, Seymour Hersh. Here we have a Pulitzer Prize-winning uh, journalist for the New Yorker at, and other publications, uh, revealing that uh, Dick Cheney in a meeting. Uh, proposed to provoke war with Iran uh, by uh, getting a, um, a U.S. vessel, dressing it up to look like an Iranian gunboat, uh, putting uh, U.S. Navy SEALs on that, uh, that craft, dressing them up to look like uh, Iranian uh, uh, soldiers, and then attacking an American vessel in the, the Strait of Hormuz, I would, I, I would imagine, in order to provide the, provo- the, the pretext for war with Iran. Now, if that had happened, or I mean, I mean, and that gets published, and I mean, that is not only is that I would think high treason and, 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 and absolutely an indictable offense, uh, but it goes it, it, it goes out into the uh, into the ether, and nobody really follows up on it or pays much attention to it. Well, you know, we have information that shows that the Gulf Tonkin incident was provoked. Uh, we have information that the Battle of uh, Maine was actually an internal job blowing up the boiler and not the explosion from the outside. And we have, of course, Robert Stinnett's book, Day of Deceit, 
detailing the six-point plan of FDR to provoke Japan into attacking Hawaii and purposely not warning Hawaii that the attack was coming. I mean, that's treason, and that uh, amounted to over 3,000 lives lost. But it's very interesting. Even Robert Stinnett, in his introduction, said that he didn't fault FDR, that he himself thought it was important that we dupe the American people into coming into war. Isn't that incredible? There was no outrage on the part of the author, and so for most of the readers, there was no outrage. Would I um, be uh, foolish in my thinking or, or going uh, you know, beyond the pale if I were to suggest that um, the reason there is no outrage about anything anymore uh, is that there, there perhaps is a, a, a Prozac in the water supply, or, or uh, does it have something to do with fluoride? Well, even though I'm very much against these drugs uh, and these poisons being in our water, I, I do not believe that that in and of itself is capable of dumbing down people as much as a government-controlled education system, a government or, a, uh, frankly, a government-controlled uh, media, even though it's all private free market, they have bought their way into every one of the major newspapers to control them. They control the accreditation schools so that they make sure that everyone who gets a Ph.D. in political science, for example, has to publish from the American Political Science Association, which is a Marxist publication. And it, it predetermines the outcome without telling everybody involved that there's an actual conspiracy, just predetermines the outcome by making most everyone who gets into the media predictably liberal and predictably a shill of pro-government. And any time someone raises their head, you know, against it, they get threatened uh, and they get the story gets spiked. There's only a few that occasionally get through, uh, and uh, the media just simply is expert enough to downplay those stories. You know, you know how they work on the television, on the Sunday talk shows, uh, from Meet the Press on, they always put president's shills on first of all and then they have some token opposition which is about 10 or 15 percent different but not a true opposition so the media gets away with thinking that they're presenting the opposition when in fact they're presenting just another government point of view with a slightly different point of view uh let me uh here's another example and this leads us into another story that you covered in uh, this week's edition of uh, world affairs brief and uh, that is uh, in, over in Afghanistan, uh, uh, Abdullah Abdullah uh, stepping down or, or rather uh, stepping out of the, uh, the runoff uh, or the redo uh, election over there because uh, he was citing uh, you know, widespread uh, corruption and manipulation of the electoral process. And uh, here he is being interviewed on CNN by uh, Christian Amanpour, who is sort of held up as the... Uh, you know, the, the paragon of journalistic virtues. And, uh, um, I mean, she's, I, I'm pretty much uh, convinced that she's uh, uh, counsel on foreign relations. She's married to James Rubin, who was Assistant Secretary yeah. of State, and uh, he's certainly CFR. But she, she asks Abdullah Abdullah why he's uh, bowing out of the race, and he says, well, because of these, you know, he cited the manipulation of the electoral process, etc. And she doesn't even follow up and ask him, well, what are you saying? Is the election, has, was the election fixed? Who's behind it? She doesn't ask any follow-up questions. She simply moves on to some other um, sort of sidebar issue that really nobody cares about. Uh, Emily, let me ask you about Abdullah Abdullah in Afghanistan 
and uh, the, the fact that he has uh, decided not to run because he, he doesn't stand a chance of, of winning if, in fact, the process is fixed, as he says. Um, who, who, who's fixing the, the, the election over there, and how are they doing it? And why do they want Karzai in? Well, Karzai is a predictable puppet. Uh, you know, he has all of the uh, makings of someone like an Almaliki in, in, uh, in government. I mean, and this guy is corrupt. His brother, as I pointed out, in, well, it was pointed out in the New York Times, had been on the payroll of the CIA for a long time. They had several counterparts in Iraq that they do that. Uh, but then eventually when they get the drug trade going, they take over a lot of those payments so that the CIA isn't paying thousands uh, of people. They're only paying one or two big guys and letting them become drug kingpins, and they use drug funds then to pay off all of the people the border guards and the policemen to look the other way when this drug trade is, is going on. But a lot of that money is also going to pay off the political side of the election. And, uh, you know, they can't ever suppress all of the opposition. I'm not sure, and frankly, that Abdullah, Abdullah would be any better than Karzai. I am frankly suspicious because of the way that he has responded to this and bailed out so easy is that he himself either got threatened or bought off uh, because... Uh, he, he isn't making a strong case. Uh, uh, he's, he, he did not call for his supporters to boycott the election, uh, which he should have done if this was going to be a major one. I mean, he's bowing out so that he gives the establishment an excuse to call the election off. I mean, they went to all this trouble to force Karzai, uh, you know, into a runoff. And then the other guy bows out. It doesn't make sense. I mean, he should have fought tooth and nail and used every bully pulpit of the campaign to make his point about electoral corruption, but he comes out and uh, and he doesn't uh, grab the mic and say, you know, uh, he's all too compliant to a controlled reporter like that. Uh, Joel, I'm I'm pretty sure that you uh, you predicted um, uh, when on on my program before Barack Obama was uh, installed in the White House uh, that what we would see in terms of his foreign policy was. Uh, uh, essentially a continuation of, of uh, the, the, the Bushites, uh, but a, a severe ramping up of, uh, of um, well, more, more boots on the ground in Afghanistan. And, and, and I've heard reports that we're going to see a, a, an, an additional 40,000 U.S. troops there. Uh, what's, give, us a, give us the big picture on, 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 on what uh, uh, Barack Obama's regime is, is trying to achieve in Afghanistan. Essentially, it is a continuation of the Bush policy. It's chronic interventionism. And the long-term policy is, is, yes, there is the oil motive, but this is not simply greedy capitalism after the world's oil. There is a globalist agenda here, and that agenda is exacerbating the hatred of America throughout the Muslim world. Uh, And this has to do with my long-term geostrategic theory about... uh, uh, world War and how uh, Russia and China are playing uh, and are eventually atta- trying to attack the West and how the uh, you know the globalist essentially in our country and Canada's uh, government is just a yes man to our own globalist government. Uh, as many of your listeners probably realize, whether it's conservative or liberal, it's it always ends up being the same policy and the same thing here. And that policy is to make sure that the the Muslim bloc of a nation hates the U.S. in there building hatred in Pakistan that has been no more apparent than with the uh, visit of Hillary Clinton uh, and the uh, various attacks that are coming. And I don't believe the Taliban attacking their own uh, people. I do believe these are agent provocateurs. 
uh, attacking the people and then calling it terrorism. Uh, and uh, essentially, they want the United States to have the uh, the reputation of the bully of the world. It will fully justify someday a preemptive strike against America, and Americans will be totally uh, blindsided by these uh, attacks, and it will drive them into a new world order as our own leaders come out of their bunkers. And believe me, you know, there's a reason they're building bunkers a half a mile below the ground. It's not for some rogue terrorist attack. Joel Skousen. Joel Skousen, publisher, editor, World Affairs Brief here on The Conspiracy Show. More of your calls when we come back. Don't go away. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Exploring theories, uncovering facts, and offering a different view of the universe. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. To speak to Richard live, call 416-360-0740 or toll free in Ontario, 1-866-740-4740. Joel Skousen is with us. Uh, Joel, once again, tell us how to subscribe to World Affairs Brief. Thank you. Subscribe by going to the website worldaffairsbrief.com and click on the subscribe button uh, and take credit cards in there. And it also explains how people can send me a check if they don't want to deal with credit cards. But I do encourage people to get a sample copy of the World Affairs Brief by emailing me at editor at worldaffairsbrief.com. All right. Uh, the uh, the U.S. economy, uh, I mean, it was shocking uh, pro- 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 prognosticators because of the uh, – I think it was uh, somewhere around 3% growth in the uh, the last quarter, which was, uh, you know, perplexing a lot of analysts uh, up here in Canada. Uh, we had, um, uh, I think, growth just a little bit under that, around 2.5%. Uh, I mean, this is um, being sold as well. The, uh, the, the bailout, the massive bailouts uh, are working. The stimulus packages are working. But this is really just uh, a paper papering over, uh, you know, trillions of dollars of losses with, you know, trillions of dollars of, of phony money, is it not? Well, it is, but that phony money really is not getting back into the economy except for a few minor stimulus packages, and those stimulus, like cash for clunkers, only work as long as the stimulus in there. Once it ran out, what happened to the car? It uh, failed. It's down to rock bottom again. Just like that. There was no boost, no permanent boost, because this was only direct federal injection, and it's always inflationary. And if you look at the housing incentive, that's the only thing that drove housing prices up for a month or two, this $8,000 federal incentive in the United States to buy for a new-time buyer only. You know, when they ran out of the new-time buyers only, all of a sudden the market started to go down again, and now they're having to rehash a new incentive package to kind of open it up for everybody. But in fact, housing sales went down again this month, specifically because they ran out of the pool of potential buyers for the stimulus. 
and that's the same thing with happened at cash with clunker so uh there is no real uh, recovery going on the auto manufacturers for example uh, what uh, revamping they're doing is is building more cars in china that's what gm do is doing with their stimulus package money uh, they're not reviving things in the United States. And, in fact, the big news that I've got, though, is that uh, one of the reasons why the banks aren't loaning is there's no demand for loans. I mean, a lot of people may think that you know people want to jump in and get a loan, but they don't. They're very, very afraid that this economy is uh, not really recovering and they're not about to get into more debt. Businessmen are very, very skeptical about getting into debt again. And so the loan demand, according to my banker, has just dropped 90%. Richard. Ninety percent. Ninety percent. Wow. For new loans has just dropped and disappeared. Uh, They can get money from the Fed. But the truth of the matter is almost all of the $3 trillion created by Timothy Geithner went to bail out the insiders. And that money circulating and always has been circulating in the high uh, rolling speculative market, the Forex market, the derivatives markets, the, the hedge market and the stock market, and the stock market ballooning is a result of this stimulus money going into the pockets of those who manipulate the markets. They have to have more trillions, and uh, but it's just gone to replenish their pockets, and it isn't circulating in the real economy. Do you still uh, foresee uh, a, a depression to uh, to rival or exceed the uh, the depression of the 30s? No, I do not. I have never predicted that. I have felt strongly that the powers that be want Americans and Canadians relatively fat, dumb, and happy right up until when a preemptive nuclear war comes with Russia and China, because that's the greatest way to have the maximum shock appeal and not to have people feel threatened and not to throw the rascals out. Uh, They're going to keep, uh, you know, and they've got a lot more inflation that they can do. In the American dollar, for example, there's some 200 trillion dollars outstanding there's only about 50 trillion euros and about 40 trillion pounds so you see you can't have a massive collapse of the dollar the world is stuck everybody who's invested in dollars has put real value into those investments and so the dollar's just sitting there and they don't they can't exchange it on moss for another currency because there isn't enough other currency to exchange it with. So they're trying to buy commodities with dollars, buy oil with dollars, invest in U.S. corporations and properties with dollars. But still, there's uh, you just can't unload, uh, you know, uh, hundreds and hundreds of trillions of dollars uh, into the U.S. economy. Uh, there just isn't enough for sale right now. So I perceive that we're going to have a slow a downward sloping recession it'll keep getting worse i think we're gonna we're not even reach bottom it's actually kind of a w there's a slight uptick and then it goes down again remember the 1929 depression it came up into the 30s and people thought they were going to have a recovery and then there was all this massive intervention from government that destroyed the free market and that's what we're seeing in this healthcare debacle it's going to be an extreme malinvestment let me give you a real quick example. You know what the gas increase in prices did to the American economy last year and the year before? It literally drained most of the disposable income from a lot of people, and it really hurt the economy. Now, think what happens when 45 million people are forced to go on insurance, health insurance, like myself. I've never used health insurance. I don't use the establishment medical system. I don't want it. They don't pay for anything that I use. I'm going to be forced onto it and have to pay per year five to $8,000 that I'm not currently spending 
on health insurance. I'm going to be forced to pay it into the system. And there's 45 million in that case. Do you know what that's going to do to the economy? It's going to take out that much, that many billions out of legitimate spending and transfer it to the health industry. And that's going to cause severe dislocation in the economy. All right, let's go back to the phones. Dave is in Hamilton, Ontario. Dave, go ahead. Hi, Richard. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Hey, uh, I talked to you when you were on uh, guesting coast to coast back in uh, April when you mentioned about Eleanor White. Oh, yes. Remember that. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Actually, I bring that up quite often right now, and um, I think uh, when I'm talking to people within the city or councillors or whatnot, that would be city councillors, and uh, it's opened up a lot of eyes to what's going on out there, and I think that's the reason why people can't come forward and do things about this. I talked to the producer here of the uh, local TV station who basically said, how did you survive it when I was uh, eight years of custody as a political prisoner? They don't, uh, you know, Mahar, Mayor Arar, right? Yes. Yeah, they don't have to send people overseas to have them tortured anymore. They can do it right here at home. And when you can get away with what they do to Eleanor White and people like that, you pretty well can get anybody to do anything. Dave is referring to, uh, 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 well, Eleanor White has uh, been very proactive, uh, an advocate for victims of electronic harassment. But Dave, I understand you wanted to talk about or had a question about swine flu for Joel Skousen. Yeah, well, it's, it was more a, a uh, thought about, um, I know on Coast to Coast they talked about, uh, Catherine Albrecht talks about the uh, microchip that they want to eventually plant in people. Now, I wonder if it's possible if um, two thoughts come to mind. One is that they could get a DNA profile off of people by um, uh, injecting them or from the needle sample. And the other is, would they be so bold to be injecting people with a microchip, do you think? Joel, any thoughts do, on that? I do not believe so, Richard. I think that's another one of the bogus conspiracy theories that's out there. Now, I have no doubt that they would eventually like to get a microchip in there, but I think it's going to come much later at a time when this world war comes and our leaders come out of their bunkers and say that the Russians and Chinese deceived us, and now we have no military in Canada or the United States. It's been destroyed, so we've got to put all of our rebuilding efforts into a new world order army to fight Russia and China. And I think at that point, they're going to have a concerted attack against all conspiracy theorists, everyone who claims that our government's responsible for this mother of all terrorism, and say, these are the traitors that are not supporting our troops. And from now on, we need to isolate these people, put them in concentration camps, or not let them participate in the economy. And the rest of us need to take an oath of allegiance to our government, and part of that oath so that no one can evade it is to have a microchip of identification with numbers. And I think it will take that kind of panic, something much bigger than swine flu, much more horrible, like only a preemptive nuclear strike could could do to panic people into taking something like this chip, Uh, especially if you couldn't buy or sell without it. If you couldn't participate in the economy, uh, it's amazing how many people would justify, well, what does it hurt besides we're just protecting ourselves from these extremists? Right out of the pages of right out of the pages of Revelation, uh, there, Joel, and the mark of the beast. Um, it won't be sold as that, and it won't be easily visible. But Christians will see that that's what it is. I have a a, a story at the top of my uh, my homepage at uh, richardserrett.com. It's it's a story that's been kicking around uh, for a while. But it uh, you mentioned uh, the oath of allegiance and. I wonder, in the dying moments here of the uh, of the uh, the hour uh, before we say goodnight, 
Your, your take on, uh, maybe you can give us an update, what's going on with uh, President Obama's proposed uh, uh, national service program? I have a, this story about uh, Boy Scouts, America's Boy Scouts, being trained to fight terrorists and illegal border crossers. And here you actually see these Boy Scouts with, look, it looks like they're holding M16s and they've got the, uh, the bulletproof yeah, vests on. And uh, I, I've also heard that they're going to be uh, perhaps utilized when when uh, veterans serving overseas come here uh, ba- ba- back home, that they will be used uh, these Boy Scouts to seize weapons from these from these veterans because they want to be the, 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 the Obama wants them uh, uh, basically uh, 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 well wants their weapons seized. Well, let me get. Debunk that. You know, I'm, I believe in legitimate conspiracy, but this was a story. It was put right in the New York Times with the photographs, and I believe it was done irresponsibly, specifically to provoke suspicion about a Hitler youth and another movement. Here's the real truth of it. In fact, the explorers for years, going back 30 years, have had a program of interchange with business, law enforcement, etc., to let people, it's, it's explorers only, not Boy Scouts. These are people. Um, 16 and above, and they're getting ready to go into the job market, and so the Boy Scouts have promoted this exchange program. These people were not being trained, despite what the New York Times, in fact, the New York Times article actually says it, once you get past the headline. It said they were not being trained in any way whatsoever. They were being given an exchange and given flak jackets to dress up and non-working weapons, uh, or they were actually held for the photography as a working weapon, but they weren't allowed to train with anything but the little toy, not train, but play cops and robbers, so to speak. Uh, but it was it's simply not any program with the Border Patrol or otherwise that's training explorers uh, to do anything other than an exchange program to see if they'd like to become Border Patrol agents someday. Now, that said, I'm not saying that the government may not try that, and it may have been a propaganda stunt in the New York Times to promote the idea and to debunk some future conspiracy theories about it. But uh, as far as the story's truth, it was only 10% true. And what I told you is the real truth about the extent of Boy Scout involvement in the Border Patrol. All right, uh, Joel, always appreciate uh, your, um, your updates. And again, remind people how they can subscribe to World Affairs Brief. World Affairs Brief is uh, on my website, uh, worldaffairsbrief.com, and they can get a free sample copy by um, emailing me at editor at worldaffairsbrief.com. All right, uh, Joel, uh, I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you, as always, my friend. It's been a pleasure, Richard. All right, listen, when we come back, uh, Sherry Edwards uh, will be with us, and uh, we'll invite you to the phones uh, because... All we'll require from you is a, a sample of your voice, which she'll run through her, uh, her, uh, her software program. And uh, Sherry is a, um, well, she's the recognized leader and pioneer in the field of bioacoustic sound therapy and vocal profiling. And based on your voice print, she'll be able to tell you a great deal about your personality and also potential health issues, including the swine flu. So we'll get to it to Sherry Edwards. And uh, if I could just, uh, Dan, just get you to, to, um, to, br- to bring the music down for a minute because I didn't want to break until I mentioned this. Um, Exopolitics Canada uh, is, uh, is going to hold a Canadian screening of a very controversial uh, film by James Fox entitled I Know What I Saw. This is a documentary film that uh, is 
Well, I'm pretty safe uh, or confident in saying it's guaranteed to change the way you see the universe. This film is going to open your mind about uh, the government cover-up of UFOs. Victor Vigiani, of course, who's been on this program a number of times and joins me regularly, is the media director of Exopolitics uh, Canada, and James Fox is a fine filmmaker. I know what I saw. And uh, the the documentary was aired recently, but only on the History Channel in the U.S. in mid-October of this year. So this screening will be the first in Canada. So again, I know what I saw. Uh, James Fox has assembled the most credible UFO witnesses from around the world to testify at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. This includes uh, Air Force generals, astronauts, military and commercial pilots, government and uh, FAA officials from uh, a bunch of different countries, and they're all going to tell stories such as uh, Governor Fife Symington from, Ari- uh, from Ari- Arizona uh, when he said, this is going to challenge your reality. Sponsors of this film screening are Michael Byrd, the director of Exopolitics Canada, and our friend, director of media relations, Victor Vigiani, and the moderator and host of the evening is going to be yours truly. And the date of the screening, mark this down, Sunday, November the 22nd. Sunday, November 22nd. It'll take place at the De La Salle Oakland's College Auditorium, the south entrance, De La Salle Oakland's College Auditorium, 131 Farnham Avenue in Toronto. 131 Farnham Avenue in Toronto. That's two streets south of St. Clair, west of Young. And uh, easy access uh, using the, the TTC. Doors open at 1230 the screening begins at 1 p.m. Discussion and questions to follow. Admissions, $5 donation at the door. And you can um, uh, you can actually reserve tickets. Guaranteed reserved seating. Will call tickets can be reserved by individuals or groups on a first-ordered, first-served basis by sending an email with will call tickets in the subject line to DMR. That's David Michael Richard at exopoliticscanada.ca before Monday the 16th. A lot of information here, but I'll post this on my website. Here is the the, the crucial points. A tremendously important UFO documentary by James Fox entitled I Know What I Saw, screening November 22nd at 1 p.m. at De La Salle Oakland's College Auditorium, Auditorium 131 Farnham Avenue in Toronto, I'll be moderating and hosting, along with uh, Victor Vigiani and Michael Bird from Exopolitics Canada. All right. Your voices. Please lend your voices when we come back. Sherry Edwards will be here, and she has uh, some amazing technology at her disposal. Some are calling it the uh, Holy Grail Math. Stay with us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You ate like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. 
Turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. Brainwashed in our childhood. Brainwashed by the school. Brainwashed by our teachers and brainwashed by all the rules. Brainwashed by our leaders. Live from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Welcome back. Dan, can you just give me a thumbs up or are we ready to go here with, uh, with Sherry? Thumbs up or a thumbs down? We're not sure. Okay, we're... We're uh, we're desperately trying to uh, to reach uh, Sherry here. We're having a little uh, communication problem. Uh, however, uh, I wanted to um, mention something else while we're waiting, and that uh, is something very near and dear to my heart. And this is something that takes place at the uh, the estates of Sunnybrook, right beside uh, Sunnybrook Health Science Center here in uh, Toronto. And uh, that has to do with I, I know we just passed Halloween, but we've got. Uh, Christmas to look forward to next. And uh, this is a fundraiser for, <clears throat> excuse me, I tell you, I'm, I'm battling something here and I'm, uh, I'm using this uh, hand sanitizer. That's, it's an alcohol-based sand, hand sanitizer. You know what I'm saying. I don't want to do a commercial for Purell, but that's what it is. Anyway, I use so much of it, I'm starting to cons- get concerned that if I ever got pulled over by the ride program, I might actually blow over. Because, I mean, I would have to think that that alcohol goes right into the bloodstream. Um, Whatever happened to good old soap and water, right? Anyway, uh, back to uh, the uh, St. John Compassionate Mission. And this is a fundraiser for them. And, again, I'm going to post the details for this on my my website. But, uh, essentially, on the estates of uh, Sunnybrook, uh, this is fundraiser. They're going to be selling uh, Christmas trees, ornaments, giftware, it's a one-stop Christmas shop, free parking, and uh, just look for them at the uh, the Coach House on the Estates of Sunnybrook, located at 2075 Bayview Avenue. And it starts November the 16th from 12 noon to 9 p.m., November 17th and 18th, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., November 19th, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And uh, it's up to 50 per- 50% off on selected giftware. Uh, and monies raised will go to support St. John the Compassionate Mission which takes care of the homeless in Toronto. They do wonderful, wonderful work. If you're not familiar with uh, with St. John the Compassionate Mission, uh, look into it. Uh, they just, uh, they're earth angels, quite frankly. That'll be up on the website as well, richardserrett.com. All right, a lot of things going on, but I do want to, uh, to uh, welcome our next uh, guest. And uh, she is, as I mentioned earlier, recognized as the leader and pioneer in the field of bioacoustic sound therapy, vocal profiling. In uh, Sylvia uh, Frankie's uh, publication, The Tree of Life and the Holy Grail, Sherry Edwards is identified as the modern keeper of the Holy Grail mysteries. Frankie feels that the codes that Sherry has found in the human voice and the correlates they represent are one of the most profound healing techniques to surface since the information was originally hidden. The very popular movie Da Vinci Code brought it to our attention. Sherry makes those codes available and useful to allow you to know your hidden self and to support your health and well-being using the codes 
of your own voice. Sherry Edwards, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Hi, thanks for having us. Well, my pleasure. Uh, obviously, uh, I've got some, uh, some health issues going on here, battling um, yet another virus. Uh, I don't believe it's the swine flu, uh, but uh, obviously swine flu has, uh, is front and center in a lot of people's minds, whether or not uh, you know, people believe that it's uh, being hyped or not. Uh, is this particular technology, this uh, voice profiling uh, software that you've developed, is that capable of picking up uh, swine flu in someone's voice? It is, and we're also capable of giving back antidotes for the swine flu. Using sound, I would, I would imagine. Yes. Okay. First of all, let's, uh, uh, I guess, define some terms. This has been described, this, uh, this technology, as holy grail math. W- what do you mean by holy grail math, Sherry? I wish I knew. <laughs> it's we, a mystery. <laughs> This is a science in the making, and we're just looking to see what we can find. But we found information in the vocal prints, hidden harmonics, hidden um, pieces of information between each sound bite that someone is saying, that if they are not in uh, the right kind of sequence, then that person has a disease. For instance, we had a guy last week that had a diagnosis of ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. And we have maybe 30 more ALS clients that we have a template of. And so we put him through this little paces of looking at his voice, and he didn't fit on the, on the code. He didn't fit on the screen as having ALS. And I said, I don't think you have ALS. And we looked deeper, and he really has two things, Lyme disease, and he's been uh, living on a golf course, and one of the things... He's very toxic with uh, some kind of herbicide they use. So here's modern modern medicine saying, you have Lou Gehrig's disease, but when we really look at the codes of his voice and all of those hidden harmonics and what they mean, what this big math grid means, then it says, no, modern medicine is wrong. This is what you have. Was your diagnosis confirmed uh, with this gentleman that, in fact, after uh, a second opinion, perhaps, they discovered he did not have ALS? Well, he has ALS symptoms, yes. but he also is toxic with this herbicide that has one of his uh, characteristics, atrophic hands, and he also has the characteristics of having Lyme's disease. Now, Which is it? This, uh, this program, uh, this is a computer software, and uh, you offer this. I mean, this is what's amazing to me, Sherry, is, uh, you know, uh, often, you know, people come on the air and they have... Uh, uh, they they have something to sell. Quite frankly, you're trying. You, I mean, you're trying to give this information away. Absolutely, it's so important to people. Well, think about all the government intervention, the insurance company intervention, the AMA. You know what they're trying to control and do. The uh, FDA, uh, modified foods, big pharma. It's just time the little people have their say. And they're not going to change. They're not going to be able to change unless they have an option to say, we have something to fight you with. So we've created one, the swine flu, that we're willing to give away to people and give away the course to teach people how to use it 
because it needs to happen. We're a nonprofit organization, and our mission is to get this information to the people. We really can't afford to give it away, but somebody's got to take a stand. And again, for people listening that have never heard of, uh, of uh, a bioacoustics uh, sound therapy, uh, once again, just in very simple terms, explain, uh, let's say, for example, someone, if someone were to call in tonight and give you a, a voice sample over the phone, and we should, uh, and it should be a very clear telephone signal, it should not be a hands-free, it should not be a cell phone, uh, but that goes into your uh, computer using the software, and, and what comes out the other end and how do you analyze it? Frequencies that are within their voice. We study the frequencies of the body, and you have this neural network all over your body, and everything that comes into you gets translated into a frequency, travels on your nerves, goes to your brain, and gets interpreted. We look at those, and we've broken the codes of, well, here's one. When you look at all of the swine flu and all of its genomes and all of its proteins, it has a commonality. And we can look at that math and see if that frequency is in people's voice. And the commonality uh, is a note of E. And people's voice prints are like 100 cycles per second or so, up to uh, maybe 350 cycles per second. You know, you can get little kids' screams higher than that, but... Right, you know, that's really the average range of the human voice. Yeah. Okay. So if we look at somebody's voice and it has 163.9 in it, we know that somewhere along the way they have been exposed to swine flu. Because that, that, uh, those cycles, 169.3 cycles per second, is equivalent to the musical note E? Yes. 163.9. 163.9. Interesting. Now, how did you, how did you stumble? Did you stumble onto this? Was, did it come to you in a in a in a vision? Did you did you find it in the Bible codes? How on earth, Sherry, did you did you learn about this Holy Grail math? I'm a mutant. <laughs> I say that facetiously, you know, in a way, but it's really true. My ears are constructed differently from normal humans. I hear things like dog whistles that other people don't. I have low-frequency loss. So I would get around people, and I would hear these, these sounds coming out of the side of their head, and everybody thought I was kind of nuts. I was in the speech and hearing department, and our um, department head said, Oh, Sherry, don't talk about that. People are going to think you're just totally out of your mind, and we think you're a little weird already. But I could tell, okay, that person had a sound that meant they had diabetes, and that person had a headache, and that person was pregnant. And, and so I began to look at this and study it because I thought it was a kind of communication that we have that's on a level that nobody talks about. And so I figured, well, let's look at this because this may be a clue to something. I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just looking to see what I could find. And then begin to find out that not only was there a sound coming out of the ear that John Hopkins University verified about 20 years after I said it was happening, but that same signal could also be looked at in the voice with its grouping of harmonics. And we could tell about people's health. Are they going to have a heart attack? 
do they have high blood pressure? That was the first project that we did in the late 80s. Could we tell what was going on with people's blood pressure? And we could. So instead of me just keeping this as a secret to myself, I decided I wanted to share it with humanity because I didn't want it to die when I died because I, I felt like it was some kind of clue to our health, and that's such a precious commodity. All right, uh, Sherry, uh, stay with us uh, as uh, we'll discover when we come back. You've uh, faced some uh, major obstacles, uh, Big Pharma, others coming after you because you want to give this information away for free to the public so that they can heal themselves. Sherry Edwards is, as I say, the recognized leader and pioneer in the field of bioacoustic sound therapy and vocal profiling. Your calls when The Conspiracy Show continues in a moment. My name is Richard Serrett. When in doubt, blame the government. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. All right, welcome back. Uh, now, Sherry has uh, just had to step away from the phone here for a moment, uh, I presume, to get her uh, equipment up and running. It was a bit of a, a miscommunication. Uh, however... I see people are starting to line up on the uh, the phone uh, on the phone lines. Barry in Calgary, Tony in Brampton, Peter in Toronto, wanting to have their their voice uh, analyzed. And uh, Sherry, let me ask you: Are we uh, are we equipped to do that? Uh, Sherry, are you there? I need. A, I'm here. Can okay. You hear me? Yes, I I, I can I hear you. I need a little bit of setup. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we we can we uh, we can go ahead and talk while I get set up. Excellent. Here. Terrific. Okay. Let me ask you, I mentioned going into the break uh, that uh, during the course of your trying to get this information out to the public, that you can not only detect uh, certain illnesses by uh, someone's voice print, but you can also heal with sound, uh, trying to give this away to the public for free, uh, you were, uh, well, basically sabotaged by, uh, was it Big Pharma? Was it the government? Uh, who, who's, who's doing this? To, who's trying to shut you down, Sherry? We really don't know. We just know that there's been a lot of lawsuits. We've been audited by IRS. We've been uh, shot at. Um, there's been people coming in and trying to take the information and put it in public domain so that we couldn't uh, sell it. So I just decided... Let's give it away, um, because I don't want Big Pharma or anybody else in control of my health. I know that whoever controls health controls the people. And wouldn't you like to see um, that control be given totally to the people so if they get threatened by some kind of swine flu, they can just turn around and say, we have the antidote anyway, so uh, we don't care that you're going to... Um, take martial law and make us do something because we have the antidotes no matter what you do to us. How does the, the, the sound, in terms of the healing aspect of this, I mean, you, you, we're using the, vo- the vocal print to, to identify uh, health issues, but how does the sound heal? How is it administered? Uh, does a patient actually put on a pair of headphones and listen to musical notes, or how does that work? They can listen to music just straight in the air. Here's a kind of a couple of examples. 
when we first uh, looked at the frequencies for the swine flu, and there's kind of eight common ones, we really didn't have a weight room that we could uh, use to say, absolutely, we've cured this. So we were contacted by a doctor in New Jersey that had the swine flu, he and his family, and it was Tamiflu resistant. So we said, we don't know how this is going to work. Let's just check it out. Let's see if we can reduce this or reverse it. And sure enough, we could. And so we think that we have the right frequencies because we've already reversed it. Then we got in touch with somebody that's very famous that we had helped them uh, regain their health. And he was a musician. And we said, oh, we'd like you to put this to music. And he said, well, we can put the antidotes to music, but boy, it really doesn't sound good. It's like G-sharp plus 20% and F minus 12. Like all, They'd all be sour notes. But he was successful in putting this together, and it sounds pretty decent. And he's providing that to the public because it has the antidotes in it. So they would just take that CD, they put it in their computer or their, uh, CD, or their sound system, and they play the antidotes. And with that one, we've got reversals of sinus infections, bronchitis, colds, and that people can look and hear about that music on a site called Music Man Jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y. Music Man Jimmy. Jimmy.com. Music Man Jimmy.com. Okay. And they can hear a bit of the album, and that's been successfully used probably in over 20 cases. Now, and just with generalized flu, because it has all the antidotes in it of resveratrol and vitamin D and vitamin C and nanosilver and licorice root and any other antidote that we could find. Now, we obviously, uh, on the, uh, the airwaves, we have to be very careful about making claims that, you know, something can, anything can heal this or heal that, uh, you know, cancer or diabetes or anything. But have you had success using sound therapy uh, with cancer patients? We have, and there's several things that we can help people look at. There is something called catalase, which is an enzyme. And catalase goes very, very low, and that's getting rid of the trash out of their body. And then the vitamin A goes very, very high and not usable. And we can monitor people years before that ever happens. Catalase, catalase is the note of B, and uh, vitamin A is the note of C-sharp. And I can, you, can we give away two computer programs? I'm not, uh, unfortunately, I'm not set up to do that uh, uh, without, I have to clear it through the, you know, the proper channels. But I'll, what I'll do is we'll have you back on the program and when and then again, and then we'll give away two. Is that okay? Okay. Um, they can download this program, totally okay. free, another totally free one, um, nano, N-A-N-O, voice.org. And I, if people want me to check their voice, I can certainly do that. All right. So, well, so we can monitor whether or not they're going to get cancer. We can look at the different kinds of cancer that happens, the toxicity, the hormones. We have a whole computer program for that, too. Nanovoice.com. So Nanovoice.org. .org. My apologies. I will, uh, li- I'll certainly put that up on my website as well. Nanovoice.org. People can download the software there for free? Absolutely. And, and they'll, need a, they'll need some instructions on how to operate. Okay, listen, uh, Sherry, we'll break away. When we come back, are we about ready to go then with the, uh, yes, the voice I, imprint uh, program? Yes, I found the information. Um, 
We're ready. Terrific. And again, we'll uh, ask people to make sure that they call in on a very clear line, no cell phones, no hands-free, no, hopefully no cordless phones, uh, because you need a really good clear uh, uh, line. And when you come on the air with Sherry, just start talking. You can tell us what you had for breakfast. You can tell us what the weather's like where you are. And what uh, they want us to look for. Exactly. All right. Bioacoustic sound therapy. Stay with us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This segment of The Conspiracy Show deals with medical information. The advice you hear is solely the opinion of the guest and does not reflect the position of AM740 or MZ Media, Inc. You can follow me on Twitter and you can uh, join me on uh, Facebook. The Conspiracy with Richard Serrett Fan Club on uh, on Facebook. And the website, richardserrett.com. Serrett, S as in Simon, Y-R-E-T-T, richardserrett.com. You can get all of uh, the uh, upcoming show information, past show information. There's a book club uh, there. Uh, there's a, a poll, an online poll. And uh, the current one actually has to do with whether or not you think there'll be UFO disclosure under a Barack Obama administration. And so far, 78.9% say no, 21.1% say yes. All right. Sherry Edwards is with us, a pioneer in the field of bioacoustic sound healing. And we'll go to the phones first out to Calgary, Alberta. Barry, good morning. Uh, good morning to you, or good evening, actually. It's a bit uh, earlier here, so to speak. Uh, I'm very pleased that you're back on the air, Richard, and uh, happy to be able to uh, speak to you and to your guests and uh, provide a voice sample and any kind of feedback relative to health and or personality would be most welcome. A little orientation in either area would be uh, a good thing, I reckon. Shall I continue talking, or what? Do you have enough there, Sherry? I uh, only have 35 hits, so it's going to be kind of slim. Can I need it? I can continue. What did you have for breakfast, Barry? Well, uh, Actually, why don't now. I tell you about the map of the world I'm looking oh, at? Oh, sorry, one second, Barry. No, Sherry, I guess you've, you've stopped the... Uh... Yeah, we okay. can't because we've talked in between, and ah. I want that on, on there. And his name is Barry? Yes. Okay, what can you tell us uh, based on those 35 hits? Yes. Okay, I have to save it first. I'm going to try to hurry here. That's all right. Let me in the uh, while you're doing that, uh, Sherry. Let me uh, direct uh, people to uh, the website as well, and uh, that is linked up on my website. If people want to just uh, go to richardserrett.com and click on Sherry Edwards, her name is on the homepage. But it's nutrasounds.com, www.nutrasounds.com, n-u-t-r-a nutrasounds.com and if you want to download the uh, the voice print print program where you can analyze your own voice it's nanovoice.org nanovoice.org and that's what I'm using to do Barry's voice I only got a really strong hit on the left side so he's a very logical person who likes to help other people but he won't help them unless they're willing to help themselves um it says in his just printout, if you had to lie to see justice done, you do it because your sense of justice doesn't always jive with the law. And that's a good person to be rich, listening to Richard's show. 
Uh, you challenge the opinions of others with good reasons. Others see you as having leadership potential but may resent you for the same reason. Okay, issues here are liver and lungs. If you want to go by way of a physical evaluation, if you want to go by an emotional evaluation, it's you can talk people into things. Uh, you're very foundational and you live in your gut. Um, you a very a lot of self-expression that you like to share with other people. You're good at written and oral communication. Uh, you have a lot of leadership uh, abilities, but you sometimes do too much for other people. Wow, a lot of detail there. Barry, does any of that ring true? Uh, generally speaking, I, I think it does, particularly relative to uh, the impulse to, to be helpful and uh, to um, uh, dabble in creative writing and uh, expressing my views and so forth. What about your uh, sense of justice? Yeah, that that true. That that I, that I think is is uh, certainly very true. I, I I find myself very often being uh, almost chronically angry as I go through the day, learning about this or that injustice, uh, particularly in uh, disadvantaged parts of the world where the strong prey on the weak. But anyway, I want to thank you very much and leave room for others. So thank you and good evening. Thank you, uh, uh, Barry. Uh, I was going to ask him if I could get personal, because there's some sexual intensity going on in his chart. <laughs> sexual intensity, all right. Uh, well, Barry has, uh, has left us, but uh, uh, perhaps if he, uh, he uh, tuned into the radio again after he, he uh, hung up, he could, uh, he could pick that up. And Anyway, I'm sure that would be most inf- in- in- interesting for him to know. Let's, uh, let's say hello to Tony in Brampton. Hello, Tony. Good morning. Good morning, Richard. How are you? I'm well. Now I'll just get you to uh, to talk to Sherry for uh, until she says to stop. Okay, I've been uh, a vegan now for about a year. I just turned 65. I've smoked for the last 50 years, and uh, um, I don't know. I'm an artist, and uh, I've done everything from woodworking to okay. Portrait. Okay, you've got enough there, Sherry. Okay, yeah. what can you tell us about uh, Tony? Tony is a multidimensional person. He thinks on a lot of um, levels at once. He's very much into management and making something count. He also is very much into justice, but I would expect that. But he's actively about justice, not just responsive. He's actively involved in it. He is a very good planner. Let me save his chart so I can get the printer. That was just my my hit on him. Let's see what the computer says about him. And I can send people these reports if they'd like. Reputation is important. You'll go to great lengths to protect it. You have the ability to allow others to use your strengths to support their own needs. You push yourself and others to finish a job. You love new ideas and to have a project to work on. Your conflict is between the internal perspective of insight and self-awareness. Internal faith and fairness resides with this node. Um, um, By way of physical, it's connective tissue. And there's a lot of duty stuff in your chart that's, oh, I must do this. Very um, good with words also. Very... um, reactive with words, um, 
but you're much more dampened in your response than Barry was. You think about how the words might hurt somebody, but you're always going to be that which deals with uh, man's justice and God's justice. Those two things have to match for you. Right. Tony, does that ring true? That rings right on the bell. What, yeah. about, the, what about the health issue uh, connected to the connective tissue? Does that make any sense? It's, no, you, you said that. Uh, Sherry said that. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and does that ring true? Do you have any issues with your connective tissue? No. You mean like arthritis or? No, just joints in general. Joints, yes. My foot, my, my left foot uh, has developed a little bit of arthritis in the, in near the toes. Tony and, learns and the very lower, quickly. And the lower back, my lower back, too. Mm-hmm. Tony learns very quickly uh, from situation to situation. He's rarely caught in a situation twice that he doesn't know what to do about it. So he takes in every event and mulls it over and uses it, and just almost immediately. All that from that all that from that short short uh, vo- vocal uh, uh, print. Listen, Tony, uh, I'll put you on hold. If you want to give your email address to Dan off the air then I can forward that to Sherry, and, you, and she can send you that report if, you, if you're interested. Thank you for that. Uh, Sherry, the, um, the, the sound healing, it sounds remarkably similar to a gentleman uh, who had developed a, a very powerful microscope back in the, uh, the 20s and 30s, uh, Raymond Reif, yes. who deduced that it was a, he was able to kill viruses with, uh, by identifying the resonant frequency or sound of that virus. Uh, are you basically talking about the same thing that Royal Raymond Reif discovered? Very similar kinds of things. The difference is he uses very high frequencies. We use low frequencies to try to make the brain do it from an internal perspective, where his uh, microscope and what he was doing uh, wanted to explode the pathogen so it wasn't alive anymore. We stimulate the body to uh, use its killer cells to go after it. But it's the same kind of information. Actually, one of his very early frequencies in 1918 that's been put out for the swine flu, that's one that's been carried through uh, to this current swine flu. But it's only one, but very similar work. Uh, neither of our two callers today, uh, you've, uh, or tonight, you've, uh, you've identified any swine flu. Would that jump out at you immediately if, if, if uh, they had swine flu? Well, they just ask me general things. I will do the next ones if you want. But I, we have to set this up a little bit. People get exposed by a gene, like being exposed to chickenpox. And then 10 days later, you get the chickenpox. And somebody must have the gene and the protein to be able to say, yes, there's been exposure. All right. Uh, let's go back to the phones. And uh, Peter is in Toronto. Uh, Peter, good morning. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show on AM740. Uh, thank you, Richard. Uh, glad to hear your voice again. Uh, I've been here for a little while. I always thought that if George Norrie uh, couldn't do his show, you would be the, court and the perfect man to get in there and take over. Okay, I stopped when he paused. All right. I only have 169 hits. Um, Peter likes to put things in little categories of this belongs here, this belongs there. Um, He has a very strong note of A, 
which means things have to be spiritually correct, or if you want to look at that physically, that's eyes. He's very much into helping humanity as a whole, and he plans to do that. He can talk between uh, dimensions. Uh, what does that mean? That's interesting. Um, what does that mean? That. He can hop between different kinds of people and still keep um, everything clear. He can talk to the lowest bum or um, almost get messages from God all at the same time. So he has that ability to move between people. What an enlightened audience I have, spiritually and otherwise. Peter, does any of that uh, ring true? Yeah, very much, uh, very much so. She's bang on there. All right. Uh, what, uh, what I would have liked to hear something about my health, uh, if she has any comments there about. Okay, lack of energy in C-sharp, and that's bowel and tendons and ligaments. There's lack of energy in F and F-sharp, that's the lower back. It can also be male hormones. Um, Over-energy in B, so circulation, over-energy in the eyes, I already talked about that. And there is an inability to use minerals as um, clearly as your body needs them. Uh, And this is going to interfere with some, it's either digestion or energy. Um, But if you'd like a better hit on this, because I'm only doing general things here, Mm-hmm. We do free vocal profiles, so you can go on that Nano Voice and sign up for one. Okay. They, they usually always pull one a day to do, and if we get behind, we do more than that. But they can give you some specifics of this stuff about health. Nano Is it possible to get get uh, send him an email and uh, get this uh, this report sent to me. Yeah, I can send you this little one, but this is such a general thing. And if you've got something specific you want us to look at then we really need to do it um, a better way. We're going through a lot of equipment, and we've got special phones at the office, polycom phones, that really make it clear. Nanovoice.org. Peter, hold on. We'll uh, get your email address, and uh, I'll forward that to uh, Sherry. I want to add to Peter that sometimes he takes blame when it's not really his responsibility. All right. Stay with us, uh, Sherry. Maybe uh, when we come back... uh, I'll, uh, and if you'll indulge me, I'll, uh, I guess no one has any choice because I have the microphone, but uh, I'll get you to do a quick profile of, uh, of me because uh, I just want to make sure I don't have the swine flu. Can we do that? All right, back with more of The Conspiracy Show. This segment of The Conspiracy Show deals with medical information. The advice you hear is solely the opinion of the guest and does not reflect the position of AM740 or MZ Media, Inc. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Can this piece of free shareware save the world, heal the world? Sherry Edwards uh, believes that it can. She believes so passionately that she's giving it away. Uh, She has had... uh, well, you mentioned people. You mentioned earlier, Sherry, that you were shot at. So obviously, there's been uh, attempts uh, on your life. Uh, somebody, somewhere, whether it's the shadow government, whether it's big pharma, uh, wants to prevent you from sharing this information. 
with the world, with the public, that sounds can heal, and uh, also that uh, our voices reveal a great deal about our, uh, our health and, and who we are. Now, if, uh, Sherry, if um, you'll permit me, I'll, um, I'll ramble on here a little bit, and, and perhaps you can uh, just rule out, uh, based on my voice print, that I do not have the swine flu. I'm certainly battling with something. Well, let's get you all excited here by telling you that not only can we identify what's going on with the swine flu, but the shot that they're giving out is not the swine flu that's been happening in the United States. It's from some Bolivia or Bavaria or something. That's the genome they've got in the shots. And the stuff about the nasal, that has a basis of bird flu in it, and it also has the same frequencies as testosterone, estrogen, follicle-stimulating hormone, and ATP. All of that is trying to attack fertility. We can prove it mathematically. Wait a minute. You're saying that the, the nasal form of the vaccine and the vaccine are some sort of uh, population control uh, agent? If you look at the frequencies of what they're putting in this nasal spray, there has to be activators in the same frequency. I'll say it this way. If you have a thumb muscle that's very weak, chances are your zinc is very low because the two frequencies are the same. The frequencies in the nasal stuff, which is really not even the swine flu that they say is going around because we've decoded it all, it deals with the same frequencies as estrogen and testosterone, two hormones for fertility, ATP, which is the first biochemical of conception, and follicle-stimulating hormone, which causes the egg to be released uh, for fertilization. Now, when you decode the shot itself, now this is different from the nasal, the shot that they're giving you is the same frequency as thrombin, which causes blood clots, and it's a, one of the other frequencies in it is collagenase A, which helps destroy your connective tissue. So let's do a prediction here of what's going to happen in several years about what's going on with fertility. What we have been able to discover by these numbers, by this code that your own voice has, the Bible talks about it, the Da Vinci Code talks about it, the Bible code itself talks about these frequencies. You know, and it's time that we put our foot down and said, no, we're not going to do this anymore. Well, here's something to think about uh, uh, in terms of, uh, well, one of the high-risk groups for swine flu that's been identified are pregnant women. Now, pregnant women are told by their physicians to avoid things like coffee, of course, and uh, alcohol. They're told to avoid soft cheese, all right? Something as innocuous as soft cheese. Pregnant women should not eat soft cheese. Yet, they're telling pregnant women to get poked with a needle that's barely been tested. But don't eat soft cheese. <laughs> it just it defies all logic uh, to me, Sherry. Now, uh, can, I, uh, can I get you to do my uh, voice print if I Absolutely. prattle on here as I want to do? All right, well, for, for breakfast oh. this morning, I had a, um, a bowl of, uh, 
a Vortex, I believe it's called. So it's a, a delicious uh, new cereal that I quite enjoy. And uh, I had a, a glass of orange juice. And a little bit later in the day, I had some uh, yogurt, vanilla yogurt. And I had an apple, which uh, I enjoy. And uh, I was sitting on the couch uh, watching uh, the uh, the Sunday morning cartoons with my twin boys, Zachary and North, and I was feeding them yogurt and applesauce. Is that about enough, I would think? Have I, have I talked long enough, Sherry? I only got 17 hits, and they were all in one note. Oh, my gosh. And it's A-sharp, and that's your immune system. So there is a hit. There was one other note that came in in the beginning, and it was oxygenation. So I think that oxygenation at a cellular level might be what's going on. But the Ohio strains of flu is E and B. You have no notes there. I just think we were just don't have a good connection here. And the California strains are G and B. Uh, you don't have any of that going on. You don't have any of the antidotes going on. I just don't have enough information. That's why I tried to, to talk about this conspiracy beforehand because I thought it would excite you and and you could talk about it and, you know, what you think about the government. Could we could we do something that excites you? Certainly. Well, this is all exciting to me, Sherry, but I guess it's because of uh, I am struggling with this uh, this bug that maybe I'm coming across as a little more monotone than I than I normally am. But I was I was I was mentioning the uh, uh, the uh, the advice to pregnant women not to have soft cheese. And yet. They're telling them to get uh, to get uh, poked with a needle that uh, I think was tested on what two hundred uh, people in Belgium or something. I mean, to me, it it just uh, it just uh, it points to a conspiracy. Uh, uh, call me paranoid, uh, but I I um, I think that the whole swine flu uh, uh, thing has just been hyped, and um, it's not a pandemic as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so why are they pushing us towards getting these shots? Uh, is it some sort of a depopulation program? I don't know. Uh, I'm 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 searching for answers and and uh, and uh, scrabbling around in the dark like a lot of people, but I just I'm not buying it. And uh, and I and I'm comforted to know that a lot of people too are not buying it. They're asking questions. They're asking tough questions to their doctors, and uh, I'm sure doctors are getting annoyed by a lot of these questions. Uh, but uh, keep asking those questions and keep uh, keep demanding. Uh, a- answers because I liked what you were saying, so I just let you go on. This is great. Okay. Um, the Ohio strains and the Texas strains are E and B. You have a very high B, but I would think, Richard, in your case, since high B is a commitment to get information to the people and a love of humanity, I would think that's where it's coming from. Um, e is a little high. Uh, B is incredibly high. It's probably a third of your notes. Let's see what the computer says about this. But let's look at antidotes first and see if you have any good antidotes. Um, your resveratrol, which is a note of C, is low. The note of D, which is quercetin, which is an antidote, is low. Um, note of E is low. That's NAC, acetylcysteine. That helps antidote it. Your vitamin C is kind of normal. Your G-sharp, which is licorice root, is a little high. Um, so you don't have a lot of fight here, but let's look at what the computer says about it. Um, I love what you were saying about conspiracy and what are they trying to do. You know, I just think this is a money-making project to put a lot of money in somebody's pocket. 
Look at the billions of dollars they're making by forcing this flu. And I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Barbara Lowe Fisher. Uh, The name is familiar. She's head of the Vaccine Information Center. Okay. And she did an announcement on the 21st of October that said, you know, we've checked this around the world. We've checked flu seasons. Nothing's happening in Australia. That's what usually comes here. There's nothing going on. I don't understand. Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And then on the 24th, three days later, President Obama makes this national security thing. So I decided to look at his voice, and we'll talk about that in a minute, because he's got two different opinions about vaccinations. Okay, the computer comes up with, you have high ideals and expect the same of others. You can be fussy about your physical space and needs to satisfy no one but you. You sometimes you spend a lot of energy trying to get the smallest detail just right. You push others and those around you to finish a job. Um, you sometimes help others to the detriment of yourself. Your emotions run strong and can influence your health. Um, you can be very hard on yourself taking blame and responsibility needlessly. I think you had that trait along with, I think Tony had that trait. But when I look at your stuff, it's a commitment to humanity and it's a commitment that whatever you do has to be useful. Uh, There's a little bit of stress in the lower back and the hips uh, being not quite set right. Yeah, I've been. That's true. I've been uh, staggering around. Uh, my wife calls me grandpa these days. But uh, listen, I, I I'm late for a break. We'll come back if time permits. We'll get to that. Uh, uh, you've done a voice analysis of Barack Obama. I'd like to hear that. For those uh, waiting on the line, if we don't get to you, my apologies. But we will have Sherry back in the very near future. I promise. Sherry Edwards, a pioneer in bioacoustic sound healing. Don't go away. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This segment of The Conspiracy Show deals with medical information. The advice you hear is solely the opinion of the guest and does not reflect the position of AM740 or MZ Media, Inc. Sherry Edwards is with us. And uh, again, the the website, if you'd like to have a free uh, voice profile... Uh, performed. It's nanovoice.org, nanovoice.org, and uh, the other uh, relevant uh, website, nutrasounds.com, www.nutrasounds.com, if you'd like to uh, to read more uh, about uh, uh, how this all works and uh, and uh, sound, uh, sound healing. Also, uh, you can read Sherry's blog uh, there as well, a number of newspaper articles on uh, on this. Uh, Nutrasounds.com. All right, quickly, uh, Barack Obama, you, you did a voice analysis when he was uh, declaring this um, security uh, issue relating to the swine flu, despite the fact that it certainly is not anywhere near pandemic uh, levels anywhere around the world. And what did you find out, uh, Sherry? Well, this is an interview with John King on um, Union. The, State uh, of the Union, yes. State of the Union. And what he feels about the public getting shots is very, very different from what he feels about he and his family getting shots. In other words, you were, de- you were able to detect, what, some duplicity or a contradiction in his voice? There was contradictions in his voice. He has some physical fears 
about he and his children getting these shots, and his voice gets very scattered, which means that he's not collected. He's not the same in his opinions of you getting the shot and of his family getting the shot. But I just saw on the news today that the girls got their shots today, or this weekend. Ah, or at least so we're told. Who knows the yes. truth for sure. I'll, I'll send this article to you so you can post it on your site for people. I'd love to. I will. Thank you. Sherry, uh, let's do this again real soon because, uh, unfortunately, we ran out of time and left us some people hanging who really wanted uh, a voice analysis performed. I loved it. We'll be in touch. Thank you, as always. Okay. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, back next week with an entire show dedicated to 2012. Of course, the new Nicolas Cage movie coming to theaters very soon. It's plastered everywhere, unless you're living under a rock. 2012. Is this really doomsday or is just the beginning of a new era we'll find out dan ellison my thanks in the meantime don't be afraid there's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known what you hear in the dark speak in the light and what i say in a whisper proclaim from the housetops move over aphrodite i'm coming home good night This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.